G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hello, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. You can hear 2020 weekdays on Vision from 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time. What thoughts come to mind when you think of taking on study in one of Australia's theological colleges? You might be thinking of taking on some formal study in the new year. Theological colleges are changing in the 21st century, adapting to the needs in the general populace of Christians looking to train in various forms of ministry and missions. We're talking today with Steve Taylor, who's the principal of the Uniting College for Leadership and Theology, part of the Adelaide College of Divinity. They've introduced some innovative 21st century concepts, taking interactive environments to a new level and going beyond the four walls of a classroom in training people to be effective ministers of the gospel. Steve Taylor, welcome to 2020. Uh, Greetings to you, Neil, and greetings to your listeners as well. Steve, uh, even theological colleges have to update the way they do things, and you guys are right there on the cutting edge. Yeah, we'd like to think so. Uh, And when you think of that slogan, you know, changing church, uh, changing world... Um, therefore changing college. Uh, And so we do live in rapidly changing times um, and it's uh, responsible and exciting to be a college in the midst of these changing times. And of course, one of the things that you're doing in changing with the times is you've got this inclusion of a whole bunch of lecturers that are coming from very diverse backgrounds. It's not just coming from one narrow background, but you've got a a diverse range of, uh, of theological teachers. Yeah, and there's um there's a number of reasons for that. Um, firstly, you know, theologically, um, John 17, um, Jesus prays that the church may be one, um, and Jesus is very clear in that that that's not just a prayer for the twelve disciples that he's looking at there in the Last Supper, um, but it's for all who believe that they may be one, uh, and we feel that it's important therefore as a theological college that we seek to give expression um, to that prayer. Um, secondly, uh, I think it's really important in terms of how people learn. Uh, there's that saying that you only learn about your own country, your own culture, your own society when you leave that country or culture or society. And you suddenly, when you go to a different you know, place, um, travel overseas, you suddenly become more aware of who you are and the uniqueness of your identity. And I think the same invariably happens uh, when you place Christians um, with other Christians um, in theological training contexts. Uh, the, their own sense of their own appreciation of faith, their own roots, their own background um, uh, goes a whole lot more. And I think thirdly that we live in times, I mean one of the big questions that atheists um, often direct at religions is how on earth can you live together? Uh, and so I think that that challenge needs to sit with all of us, whether we're church um, or college, you know, that we need to develop habits and practices by which we are comfortable with people um, who are different than us, um, and yet we can still be authentic to what God is calling us to uh, in those situations. I think that somehow is overlooked a lot, isn't it? Uh, When atheists are saying, how can Christians live in harmony? Because uh, under the atheist foundations, it's pretty hard for anyone to live in harmony at all. Uh, Yes. I mean, I think, I mean, the atheists do have a point um, in that, you know, a lot of, or some wars are 
um, come about um, because of religious intolerance, um, that there are segments of the church that historically have not got along at all. Um, but I also think that we're in new times, um, and increasingly over the last 200 years, um, there have been very deliberate attempts um, by a whole range of churches and denominations uh, and people to actually work across um, boundaries. Even the charismatic renewal, I think, for example, is an interesting example of ecumenism in a very practical, down-to-earth way, as you realize that you know, the Spirit is there in different ways for different people. Let's just hold with this for a few moments because you've got people lecturing and uh, from seven different denominations, as I understand it, the, the Anglicans, the Baptists, the Church of Christ, you've got Catholics in there, Salvation Army, Lutheran, of course, Uniting Church tradition people. Uh, there is a sense, isn't there, in which there is a real harmony in the teaching, even though people are coming from uh, foundations in their own faith tradition that they are holding still very strongly to. Yes, and, and that would be our hope. Um, there's what I call a, a sloppy tolerance uh, where anything goes and your story is as important as mine. And, um, but there's also um, a, a, another place, I think, where you can say, I have a story, but I can tell that story in a way that's respectful and inviting um, to other people. Um, and so we look for lecturers who are in that second category, um, who have a deep sense of their own roots and their own tradition. Um, but yet are willing to step into places that make that inviting and hospitable uh, and to help people start to think for themselves and think through their own roots and their own traditions. Um, some of the best conversations I've had have been where there have been people in the class who actually aren't even Christian um, and you, put, you think how on earth could they be in a theology class um, but yet they ask questions uh, and they expose the class uh, to a whole different way of learning and a way of being uh, and that's a really health, healthy and growing place to be. I really like your terminology when you describe uh, that sloppy tolerance as being something that ought to be avoided at all costs. I guess the way you remedy sloppy tolerance is by having a biblical foundation for what's being taught. Yes, uh, and a biblical foundation, you know, even in itself, we realise the Bible is a very diverse book, um, that Jesus um, speaks in different ways to different people, um, you even look, him, look at him after the resurrection. He responds to Mary in very different ways than he responds to, to Thomas. And so there's a sense that even in that there is a, um, a solid core of conviction, uh, but yet an ability to take that and to apply that in different ways to different people. And to me that's a really important ministry um, skill. Uh, and so the earlier we expose people to that, uh, the more likely they are to be confident in their own right um, as ministers uh, and disciples and effective lay people. Steve, do stay with us. I want to come back and talk to you some more in just a few moments because uh, as part of these uh, evolution in Christian theology changes that you guys have got happening, you're taking people outside of the classroom uh, to complete their subjects. We'll talk some more about that in just a short while. Steve Taylor is the principal of the Uniting College for Leadership and Theology in Adelaide. We'll come back and talk some more in just a few moments. You're listening to the 2020 podcast on the Vision Radio Network. We're back talking about theological colleges and how they're changing in the 21st century and adapting to the needs of Christians looking to train in various forms of ministry and missions. Steve Taylor is the principal of the Uniting College for Leadership and Theology, part of the Adelaide College of Divinity. Steve Taylor, we've been talking about changes that you've been implementing. Let's talk about one of those, blended learning. What does blended learning mean? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question, Neil. Uh, it's um, about the sense that whether you're face-to-face 
uh, or whether you are um, in Alice Springs or whether you're in the northern suburbs of Adelaide, uh, you can be offered the same sense of learning experience uh, and have the same interaction with your peers, with other students, as you do with the lecturer. Um, I think that um, distance education has gone through three different waves. Uh, the first wave was um, we'll produce written notes for you uh, and we'll post them out to you in Timbuktu. It's distance by correspondence. Um, and that's a very lonely and a very isolating experience. Um, the second wave is what I call distance by broadcast, uh, and that's where I'm in a classroom and uh, you video me or you uh, tape record me, and then I post that tape recording out. Um, at least you get to hear my voice, um, but it's still just a, a one-way channel, uh, if you like. Um, the third wave is what we're calling blended learning, uh, and that's that sense with the rise of social media. Um, there are, people want to participate in a whole lot of different ways in the educational experience. Uh, and so therefore what we're asking our lecturers to do um, is to think about ways that they can have discussions online and get interaction going as, as importantly online as they would in a face-to-face -face setting. Uh, or else they're doing group assignments and they're saying to students spread across four different states, uh, you need to work on a combined research project together. And people say, well, how do we connect with each other? And I say, well, you live at distance, how would you normally connect? through the telephone, through email, uh, and so students work away um, at distance in these projects and then come together to present them through use of video or YouTube uh, into the class at the end of uh, the, sem the, the semester. Uh, and so that, that desire to make um, interaction available in a whole range of ways for students and to connect students to students digitally as much as you would connect student to student in a face-to-face -face experience. And in all of this connection, uh, student to student, student to lecturer, there's obviously something that holds all that together. Uh, you've gone out of your way to make sure you've got the right expertise in place to facilitate the way that that uh, cooperative, uh, interactive learning environment actually works. Yeah, we have a point today, a blended, their title is Blended Education Design Coordinator. Um, uh, we, we looked for someone who had technical skills, um, they knew how to use the internet. Uh, secondly, they had to be theological, they had to think through how to do this uh, in the name of, of God uh, and in the name of good Christian discipleship. Uh, and thirdly, pedagogy. They had to be aware of what it means to teach and to learn well. Um, and then their task is to help us who are used to lecturing face-to-face -face, uh, to learn these, these new modes uh, and these new ways of being. Uh, let me give you an example of how it works, um, sure. is that I now walk into my Introduction to Theology classroom uh, and I say to, to students um, who are there face to face, how many of you um, have access to the computer? And everyone puts their hands up. Second question, how many of you have access to the printer? And everyone puts their hands up. Right, I say, all of my lecture notes and all the class readings are available for you online uh, and any interaction we have together is not going to be me telling you about the notes. It's going to be us discussing together uh, what these mean. Uh, us working on projects together around helping you to do theology together. Uh, and that same opportunity is therefore given to people uh, in the online experience. Uh, and so the job of the teacher changes from being, I'm the one with the content that tries to push it into your brain, to there's content here, but I want to help you integrate and help you apply uh, and help you work out how to be yourself a better theologian. Steve, it's clear the ways of teaching are changing and the ways of learning are changing and you're taking this an even further step, taking the students right outside of the classroom to actually complete 
some of their study course. And you've got study tours as yeah. part of what you're doing. Yeah, people, um, people learn, some people learn by reading, um, and so they need a library. Um, some people learn by discussing, uh, and they work best in a classroom or in a cup of coffee you know, before or after a lecture. Um, some people learn by doing, uh, and they have field work where they can go and practice the practice of ministry. But other people learn by watching, uh, by seeing good practitioners at work. And that's for us where the study tours come in. Uh, next year we're offering three study tours, and one is an Indigenous immersion experience where you will go and you'll be with Indigenous people, uh, and you'll hear their stories uh, and reflect with them on what reconciliation would actually look like uh, in their communities today. We've got a urban missions experience. Um, we will take people to a city in Australia uh, and invite them to look at what communities are doing um, in radical ways, in mission ways, in justice-making ways. Uh, and then we've got an overseas tour uh, where we'll take people to Turkey, to the places where Paul planted churches, uh, and there they'll read the letters of Paul and do their Pauline study. Uh, and so those are you know, very different learners. Some people are interested in the Bible, some people are interested in missions, some people are interested in reconciliation. Um, but they're learning by being out in the field um, and by being with other people. Um, that The whole world is our classroom. And given this, uh, this combined effort uh, with all of these different uh, lecturers coming from different denominational backgrounds, you've got access uh, to mission opportunities literally everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that's probably one of the changing world, um, changing church things, isn't it? That, that mission is no longer what we do in overseas countries. Mission is something that we do, need to do here and now or around us. Um, you know, someone said to me the other day, they said, Steve, what in one sentence is your vision for the college? And I said, I'd like to train better missionaries, uh, not just for overseas, but also for here in Australia, because our neighbours are Muslim uh, and our neighbours haven't been to church in a long time. Uh, and so that becomes a almost a cross-cultural missionary challenge uh, about helping people think through how Jesus is a boundary crosser and walks across boundaries to people who are not like himself. And not only that, I guess it's easier to get to the overseas mission field than perhaps it's ever been in history. Uh, that's exactly right. Uh, and that's in two ways. I think, firstly, that's the study tour experience, uh, where you actually take people to inner Melbourne and they'll meet a whole lot of people from different and diverse cultures. Um, but it's also about the readings we give people. Uh, and we work very hard to try and tell our students that God has not just been active in the West, um, but that God is active um, throughout history. Um, I do a little missions quiz often with my first-year students. Um, uh, and I say there's a city called Merv um, in, um, in Turkmenistan. Um, in the 5th century, was that the best place in the world to learn to do theology, true or false? Um, and eventually people decide that it's so weird that it must be true, and it is. Um, and so there in the 5th century in Turkmenistan in Central Europe um, was a thriving religious culture, a thriving Christian culture, um, which had universities, um, you know, sort of seven centuries before there were universities in, in Western countries. I am, and you can see people's eyes get wider and wider as they realise that our God is a global God who's been involved in all of history. Uh, and so those global mission stories are also really important in terms of helping people connect with changing world, changing culture. Well, Steve Taylor, you are an inspiration. I suspect there'll be uh, some people listening into our conversation now who will want to find out what you guys are up to. It's the 
Uniting College for Leadership and Theology in Adelaide. Steve Taylor is the principal. There'll be a link to the website for the Uniting College for Leadership and Theology in Adelaide on our website. Find the 2020 page on vision.org.au. Steve Taylor, it's a pleasure talking. Thanks so much for sharing these things with us today on 2020. Uh, Thanks for your time and blessings to all your listeners as well, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.